Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Tyler. If you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, welcome back. We will keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember, to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. And along with us today is producer Dakota. Hello. Welcome. Dakota. Yes. Welcome, Dakota. There it is. So in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Brock Street Brewing out of Whitby, Ontario. Yes, we are. Yes. And we're going to have two beers today. Woohoo. Ooh. The first one being a, <laughs> wait for it. Yep. Bourbon barrel aged Scotch ale sour. Wow. wow that's Say a that. lot of things. Three times uh, fast. Bourbon barrel aged Scotch ale sour. Nice. And the second one's a light lime lager uh, that we're going to have as well. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so to finish up the episode, we're going to discuss some questions of this or that. All right. And the street lights are on. So we are back. Okay. Mm. Green means go. So Tyler, go. Okay. Wow. Uh, Brock Street uh, is located at 244. Brock Street South. Amazing. You know, I, I was wondering whether they actually were on Brock Street or not, but mm. we have Can't confirmation. Confirm. Yeah. It, it's one yeah. of those if they ever want to move locations, yeah, they're going to be in a heck of a marketing situation. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> right? So it is on the corner of Brock and Dunlop Streets in Whippy, um, and they actually opened up in 2015, so they've been around for, what's that, seven years or so? Yeah, good time. Thank you, thank you. Now, uh, they've actually moved to their current location in 2019. Brett, do you have any history on that one? Maybe you could take a look and see what you got. Uh, yeah, well, in 2019. And they moved to their current location. <laughs> so was it not Brock Street Brewery before that? No, oh. it's still on Brock Street. It's down the street. Oh, okay. Oh, well, maybe they should open up another one called it Down the Street Brewery. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so the brewery itself uh, at its current location um, also shares a 19,000 square foot facility with 12 bistro and tap works. Mm. So you can get some bistro, you can get some tap tap and keep on carrying on. You can get some Brock Street. There you go. The brewery itself actually occupies 8,000 square feet of that. And... Um, yeah, so it's 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 sitting on this historic street, which was actually an old fire hall, and they you know kind of reclaimed some of the full bricks nice. for the exterior. So it's nice to see to get like this reclamation project of bringing some of the old back into some of the new, which is which is yes. really nice. Um, and then some of the kind of like finer features of it is you know reusing some of the chandeliers um, from the old TD Toronto Dominion head office, oh. which was in Toronto, cool. which isn't too far from Whitby. It's all GTA. It's a nice go train ride away. There you go. And, um, Brett, this might be of interest to you, but there's a huge clock from the old Whitby downtown post office that they've used as well. Yes. Yes, because Whitby post office really means a lot to me. Yeah, big post office guy. (laughs) All right. Well, Brock Street has four owners, Cliff Van Cleef, Scott Pepin, Victor Leon, and Mark Watzek. All from the Whippy area, so that makes sense. Um, Mark, who handles the public relations of the brewery, and uh, he was the one that connected with us, or we connected with, um, in September of 91, was actually paralyzed from the chest down. Um, so he severed his spinal cord during a university initiation incident. Oh my goodness. So, 
<laughs> this is heavy stuff, actually. Um, that didn't stop him, though. After a year of physical rehab and great support from his family, he graduated with honors from York. He attended Osgood Hall, and he was able to start his own practice in 2000 in downtown Whitby. So, yes, great, wow. great perseverance. Yes, so, o- opening a brewery is nothing after that. No, yeah, absolutely not. So, uh, again, as known from a few breweries, uh, kind of all start with homebrew. So, yep. Mark's wife Amanda convinced him to buy like a brew magic system. And he started homebrewing with his friends and eventually, you know, kind of decided to do this whole thing called opening a brewery. Yeah. Do we owe a round of applause for Mark's wife, Amanda? I think we do. Yeah. Oh, the support. <laughs> That's the stuff we need, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So today, Brock Street has uh, 420 hectoliter tanks, 460 hectoliter tanks, 10 30 hectoliter tanks, and 10 specialty 3 hectoliter tanks. That's a lot of tanks. It's a little bit more than a brew magic system. Yeah, a little bigger. There's a couple added in there. Yeah, exactly. A little bit bigger. So, Brock Street's also taken home some brewing awards, including beca- being Newcomer of the Year back in 2016 and winning gold for their Bohemian Pilsner at the Canadian Brewing Awards, along with gold for their Irish Red Dark Ale at the Ontario Brewing Awards. Wow. Nice. Award nice. winners. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not trying any of those, but I'm sure the beers we're having are still good. Yeah. Um, so they were one of the first breweries to venture down the path of making more than just beer. So they have vodka sodas, hard iced tea, mm. v- vodka itself, and gin. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mark, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later, but he, he was nice enough to send us more than just the two beers we're having today. So maybe on a future producer special, we might be having one of those non-beer things. We might be venturing out a little bit. We might be. (laughs) We might be a different kind of connoisseur. I just could say, moving from our one location down the street to another location. (laughs) 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 We'll we'll see what we have coming up. Uh, Now, now on on tap, they have 236 different beers. Um, That's so a lot. That mm-hmm. doesn't include any of their sodas, the iced teas that was, you know you just mentioned. Um, with uh, that being said, they've got over forty thousand check-ins in total. Nice. So a few people have had some Brock Street stuff. Yeah, but before we get to what we've had in terms of Brock Street, um, has anybody actually been to the location? No. I have not. No, we have not. None of us have. Producer, no. no? no. Okay, Dakota. Again, something. I've been mentioning this for a while. Whippy is a tour that I've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. Well, we, you know, at the beginning of this season, we did Town, yeah. which is, of course, in Whitby as well. And I think it's actually just kind of down the street yeah. from, from Brock Street, <laughs> ironically. Yeah. Uh, and they also got Five Paddles, Little Beast. Like, there's a lot of, there's yeah, four there's of them, a, at least Whitby. a lot of great breweries so we have to do in, one, in Whitby. For yeah. sure. All right, a little Whitby tour. Yeah. yeah let's right? do it. Let's but anyway, it going back to Untapped in terms of the beers that we've had. Okay. Um, I'm leading the way. Uh, sorry about that. No wonder why you wanted to get back to it. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a glow session. Carry on. <laughs> okay. I've had five of the 236. That's not a very high percentage, uh, but I've still had more than anybody else here. <laughs> it's a lower percentage <laughs> than your five out of five check-ins. Oh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to do the math on that because obviously I'm not good at it, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to assume that you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, but I have had five beers from uh, Brock Street, so... Munich Lager, the New England Session IPA, the Bohemian Pilsner that won the uh, gold mm. at Canadian Brewing Awards, um, the Strawberry Blonde, and then, you know, just that regular blonde as well. Nice. Producer. Producer has had one chicken, that Strawberry Blonde. Mm. Okay. Tyler and Chris, can you please inform me of how many beers from Brock Street that you've had? Mm. 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> we, we've had none, which is actually exciting. And, and I, I like these opportunities to not have any beers from the brewery and then have a complete kind of blind taste test for the ones that we're having. Exactly. Um, and nothing to kind of compare it to. So I'm really actually excited for the beers on today's episode. It's a blank canvas. Especially because they're very unique. They are unique. Well, yeah. I mean, well, the first the, one, a little more yeah, than the, the last second one. But. The light lager is not necessarily unique, but... Um, we will see. Um, I, I think it's different than a lot of other loggers that we yeah, try. Absolutely. Yeah. So in terms of uh, where you can find Brock Street, you can find that select LCBOs across Ontario. And a lot of them you can find the Light Lager, uh, the New England Session, the Scotch Ale, the Munich Lager, and the Blonde Ale. Yeah, so if you want to play at home, you can go to the LCBO, grab the two beers we're having, and and I can't wait to see somebody us. on Instagram just kind of like tag us and play along with us and, you know, drink well. That would be awesome. Right? Can't wait to see that. Yeah. Uh, and also for Brock Street, the bottle shop is open Tuesday to Saturday from 12 to 6 and Sunday from 12 till 5. Yeah. Nice. And they do deliver all across Ontario. Perfect. Free in the Durham region. So maybe we got to move to the Durham region. Yeah. Over $35, uh, though. It is over $35. The GTA, over $70. And outside of those areas, over 100 We said it before, and we'll say it again. The best way to make sure you get yourself a deal is to have some friends. Have some friends. So, yeah, like it, us, we're outside of the GTA, so we could get free shipping if we only spent $25 each. There you go. So That's math. That <laughs> is math. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to, as always, link our information on, or link to their information on our social media. English isn't good, though. Yeah. yeah good at math, not English. <laughs> but you want to know what we're good at? What's that? Drink a beer. So let's drink the first one. Let's do it. All right. We are back. And a big thank you again to Mark at Brock Street for yeah, sending thanks, the beers. Yeah. Thank you very much. And to Ryan for passing along the tasting notes. So you know thank what? You, Ryan. One thing I want to say, we do this all the time where we thank them. Yes. And this is always before we actually have tasted the beers. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's like paying an umpire before a game. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's actually, we do that a lot. <laughs> I know. And I don't like that practice. I mean, hey, it's a it's a very nice gesture it that they provided it, it uh, for us to try on Abs- the episode. Ab- so. Absolutely. Yes. What All do we right. got here? Well, the first beer we're going to have is the Bourbon Barrel Age Scotch Sour. Uh, so this one comes in at 8.7 ABV and unlisted IBUs. Oh, yeah. very nice. So this is described as, you guessed it, a scotch ale, which was aged in oak barrels, which seems to be the typical kind of barrel to yeah. age things in. And um, the, yeah, the barrels have actually been used twice. So I don't know if they've got like one of them little fancy like ticket counters. They can't rip a number <laughs> off every time. Um, yeah, and so it was naturally soured actually over a course of a year. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. So the third use of it actually produced more acidity to it. So thus being rebranded as a sour. So that is a lengthy process to have these um, beers sit in those oak barrels for. So I'm expecting some very strong flavors. Yes. And just so you know, we're having this beer first because there is more check-ins of it uh, on untapped versus the other one, even though the ABV is higher than the second one. Speaking of which... Bourbon barrel-aging beers usually impart a flavor of American oak, so coconut, dill, and sweet spices, accentuated by the charring of the barrel interior. A scotch ale, or otherwise known as a wee heavy, will pour a dark brown color that will be rich, malty, and caramel heavy, but with a low hot bitterness, hence the IBUs being unlisted or zero. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So on Untapped, as always, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs and on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons. So for this uh, beer, there are 23 check-ins with a 3.07 rating overall. 
one person has given a five out of five. Wow. It must, must have been Brett. Uh, <laughs> it was not. What's the what's the checkout to? One out of twenty-three, percentage-wise. Uh, that's like just under five percent. Okay. Yeah. Just under five. Yeah. Uh, so, so not really unsurprisingly, the can has twenty-two of those twenty-three check-ins, but a three-point-one rating. So whoever didn't have it in a can must have given it a much lower rating. Yeah. All right. Well, tis time, fellas. It this is, is what we're here time. for. So grab your glass, grab your can, and let's open her up. Ooh. Splash Get of... A spillage there or what? No, <laughs> splash of just like on the nose. Just just some scent there. So uh, as we pour it, I will say we're drinking out of a thistle glass. Um, but since it's a sour, you could use your tulip or snifter. Uh, but either way, make sure to use your proper glassware. Yeah, I'm using my snifter, let me tell you. So right, yeah, right yeah. when you pop it uh, open, just strong, strong flavors coming out, whether that's that's the bourbon, the oak. Like, it's just, it's a very rich kind of flavor that's coming out of this. Um, I'm looking at it. You know what it smells like? It smells like a whiskey sour, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know what? A whiskey sour mixed with a little bourbon. Almost <laughs> is what it is. Bourbon whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the uh, the oak though. I'm getting like a like that woody kind of uh, smell to it. But um, looking at it, I've got something that I would compare it to just by appearance. But I want to see what you guys have to say first on well, it. Well, I think you might say maybe Coke. I w- I wasn't thinking Coke, but I was thinking root a, beer. A, I was thinking more of a Dr Pepper. Oh, okay. But very still, again, that kind of you know dark caramelly kind of look to it, but. It's uh, the carbonation very, very much mimics a, a soda pop. Yeah. Um, just yeah. by just by appearance. I don't know about you guys, but like the bubble profile on it is really interesting. Like I, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on exactly what I'm getting out of this on the nose. But I, I'll be honest. This actually smells nice. Now on the can, before we get into it, it does say it has aromas of dark malt, stone fruit, bourbon, oak, and vanilla. Complement sharp and bright acidity, and the complex sour flavors from the long aging period. Mm. So obviously we haven't tasted it yet, but I'm feeling so it might yeah. be the vanilla. I don't know if it's vanilla extract or. I think it what, might be but. part of that fruit that I'm I'm smelling. Okay, yeah, it might um, be. But I'm getting a lot of like a antique store. <laughs> um, did you or, look at the can or what? Because it looks like an antique store in the can almost. Right? I, I, I wasn't looking at the can, no, actually, but I'm, that's good for the With the wood to, paneling, yeah. To yeah, kind of know yeah, that, yeah. but it does give you, again, like that, like a old time kind of like jewelry box. And it's not, it's not unpleasant. Um, it's just you can really smell, at least I can, um, and I got a big nose. We discussed this. You have a big snifter. That uh, <laughs> that uh, woody kind of smell. So let's uh, let's taste it. See what we get, guys. Let's right. do it. <clears throat> All right, you guys get in there first. I'm yeah. gonna kind of just see what we're getting around here. Producer, sucking back theirs. Okay, good. Good food to go. Okay. All right, you guys. Uh, let me know your thoughts. I'm gonna get into this a little bit myself. It, it definitely sours. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say it's definitely a sour beer. Um, and like the bourbon's not too heavy on it, yeah. to be honest. Um, there's almost a little bit of a, like a smoky flavor to it from the bar- yeah. barreling. Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty nice. And that flavor of the fruit, the stone fruit. The stone yeah. fruit. Yeah. 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 Fruit. yeah. Um, going through kind of the description of the beer and whatnot before having the sip of it, I didn't think it was going to be like that overly great because just because I'm not a huge bourbon fan. But actually, not half bad. 
This this is probably one of the most interesting beers I've had. Mm. And yeah. the story that it's telling um, from the beginning to the end is very unique because as it sits after I've done my sip, the vanilla just pumps through. Yes. Correct. Mm. Let that sit for a second. I just it it's this it's this very kind of like evolution of of the of the flavor profile, but the vanilla comes through right at the end. Yeah, and I think settles out the sourness, so it's not tart. Um, yeah, this is this is very interesting. It's almost like you're venturing down a bunch of different streets, right? Like you know, yeah, you start in one in 2015, you end up in another one in 2019. Yeah, but I feel or, as or though the same one. Yeah, just I was gonna a, say, I feel a little bit further down. Still yeah. the other day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But Down yeah, the corner. It, there's totally, you know, it's like there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's like when you're writing a story in grade seven, it's like this, the, that's what this beer is. This beer is very, very complex. Yes. There's a lot of different components going on here. And you think of it as, okay, you got the aged in a bourbon barrel. You have the sourness to it. He's like, ah, that's maybe not going to work. But this works. It does. It yeah, definitely works. I, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed. I like, think what, we're what all. What do you rate this ag- against? Because obviously you've always mentioned, like you know, yeah. I always have to rate the beer as it's described. Do you rate it in the bourbon barrel category? Do you rate it in the sour category? No, this is Tom Hanks in a league of their own. Um, yeah, that's this is this is nice. Let's move on to the top five flavor profiles, and we'll uh, kind of explain as we go through it where we're kind of seeing because I can I can get this. So number one on the list is sour. Where do you guys stand on that? Agreed. That's yeah, that, one that's the sure. first thing that hit me. And uh, yeah. uh, producer uh, Dakota coming in, very unexpected. Yeah, I I mean I wouldn't say unexpected for me because it is listed as one, but I yeah. think right. it's I think it's the flavor profile of the sour that's unexpected. I, I, yes. We're getting some head shakes on that. Uh, number two is bourbon. Could be whiskey, uh, but we'll go... <laughs> we'll, we'll go. Maybe whiskey wasn't listed. Yeah, in, maybe bourbon yes. that's, that's so, what it is. So bourbon? Uh, yeah, like uh, maybe not number two, but it's there for yeah. sure. Top five. Yeah. yeah. It, Whiskey's in top I'm, five. I'm, I'm starting for some reason getting like the, the, like the chocolate, the bourbon chocolates almost. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the infused chocolate with bourbon? Right. Yeah. That, I'm picking, that, that's probably because you probably haven't really had bourbon by itself. Oh, right? I have. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I just, it's just, I think maybe that's because the the vanilla aspect of it. I don't know. It's just, right. it's, it's complex. Uh, number three, tart. Yeah. Is, I mean, yeah. kind of the same as sour, right? Yeah. But it's, it's all there for but sure. To me, this isn't a very, it's not a, a puckering sour. So it's not, it's not no. too tarty. No, it, it's the sour is not overpowering. So it's I, I wouldn't very put, I, yeah. well balanced. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it as three on this myself. No, I wouldn't no. either. Uh, number four is vanilla. Yeah, I, I think you're getting it more than myself, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not really getting it on the on the back, but I mean, I could you know appreciate it. I get I get vanilla on the front end and not at the back at all. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. And number five is malty. See, I don't think it is malty. No, no, no. yeah. No. Like it's definitely strong, for it, sure. Yeah, it it is strong, strong. But sure. I I would put fruit in there. Yeah, uh, like uh, yeah, you, know, you get a lot fruit, of stone fruit. Yeah, um, and like sweetness almost like it's a little sweet as yeah. well. Um, what's the fruit I'm thinking of? A uh, nectarine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think it's maybe where that's I'm kind of coming from. Stone fruit. It is, it is yeah. a stone yeah. fruit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, that's why I feel like I'm I'm kind of headed towards a nectarine kind of flavor on it. Yeah. 
Well, like, so Dakota is saying, and I totally agree with this, not a beer you're going to have a bunch of. Uh, no, no, um, no, no. But certainly would be a good nightcap after a long work day. You know, sit down on the old Chesterfield, I think, with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hopefully this you don't stick to the plastic on the Chesterfield. A, yeah. <laughs> a beer, obviously we're going to have like, you know, 10 to 12 minutes of the review of this beer, but this is going to be a beer that you want to sip on. This is going to be like, you know, watch a Blue yeah. Jays game, start it in the first, you're still going to have a little bit. Treat it like a bourbon. Yeah. Yep, yep. You're cool. still going to have it in the seventh or eighth, right? Uh, and speaking of other people's thoughts on this... Um, Chris, you have the first one. Yes, the first one comes from Alex R. Handle is A-L-X-T-M-L on February 19th. Said, a cool creation and good balance. Sour initially and then bourbon settles in shortly uh, after. So Alex gave it a three out of five. Very good. Uh, Danny A, I got the next one, is bass or bass? What do you guys want to go with? Bass. Yeah, I think base based on the next word. Very nice. Good call. So it's base clef beer lover on December 19th. Stated strong, super sour, heavy, and robust. This beer's flavor was an experience. I loved it. A five out of five. So there's that one five out of five. There you go. It is the five out of five. And it is what we kind of talked about that there is, uh, you know, it's an experience. It's a story. This beer is telling a story. It is telling a story. And again, I think that maybe we really didn't mention because we do um, the smell of the beer first, then we do the taste. But I think it's kind of good to kind of bring this back together a bit. Is the smell of beer does not dictate what the taste of the beer is. Um, we are picking up some of those some kind of smells, but the smells and tastes are, are two completely different. Yeah, it is different for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start our ratings off on this one. Um, again, there is no comparables to this because it is its own unique story. It is. And I'm going to give this a 4.25. I'm gonna oh, give it a 4- yeah. <laughs> Chris, you're next. Yeah, you're really in agreement with that rating, you're aren't next, you? Chris. You stole the words out of my mouth. Um I'm giving it a 4.25, actually. It's a heck of a uh, as pal, well. kid. This, I, and you know, I know we still have a couple more ratings, but I think I speak for all of us saying we were kind of pleasantly surprised with this one. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I was thinking this was going to be, like we had the 3.07 was the average overall rating. Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be around there. For us, in terms of an average rating, it's going to be way higher than that. Uh, for me, I'm going to give this a 4. Uh, producer Dakota also agrees with me because he is a smart man and also so gives it a four. That's going to split the difference right in half. It so will, yes. Got, what's that, 4.125? Yep. Okay, perfect. So let's jack that up to a 4.25, guys, because one doubt, Tyler and Chris are right. <laughs> I like the sounds of that. All right, well, let's move on to beer number two. The second beer we're having today is the Lime Light Lager. The three L's. Yes, it Try is. saying that three times fast. Lime Light Lager. Was that three times fast? That was one time slow. All right, so this one, a little bit of a discrepancy, guys. So on Untapped, this comes in at a 4% ABV, but now that we've got cans in hand, 3.6%. So who should we trust, the can or Untapped? I'm probably going to trust the can. Probably. It's yeah. probably a good call. Cans are good. IBUs, however, unlisted again. Wow. All right. So this is a conventional lager, easy drinking, made with natural lime mm. versus the flavoring agents that the macro breweries use. Mm, so I kind wonder of more who like that could a, be. Yeah. Uh, maybe like a Bud Light lime, perhaps? Oh. oh. <laughs> a little shot fired, eh? Uh, <laughs> so... This beer is also going to be the new summer listing for the LCBOs, and guess who got it before it hit the LCBOs? 
we did. <laughs> As we're going to be one of the first few people to try it. Um, this beer also has a fresh and tangy aroma of lime and are balanced perfectly with a bit of toasted grain in this exceptionally smooth and easy drinking lager. And they have told us to enjoy it. So I feel as though we should. Okay. Oh, we, we will definitely try to enjoy it. Not untapped. Uh, there's a total of five check-ins. So we're not the very first people to get it before it gets shipped, you know, all interior-wide. We're pretty close. Yeah, uh, it has an average rating of 3.19. It was released in a very, 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 very limited series late last year. Um, and producer Dakota is pointing out that Untapped actually hasn't listed the average rating. That was my math. Oh, good. Uh, so we don't know if that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> very logical. Uh, but there are four viewable check-ins, three out of three, five, and one out of 2.25. So hopefully Dakota can double-check the math and figure out that's about 3.19. All right. We'll find out. Um, Tough when we don't know the The fifth fifth. one. Oh, thanks, Dakota. All right, so let's grab our can, let's grab our glass, and let's open her up. Hmm, That's a light open. One of them people are having them private accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really see what they're doing. Who does that? Uh, All right, so we are drinking this limelight lager. Out of a pint glass, so make sure to use the proper glassware. Okay, okay, here we go. All right, taking a look at it, this is light for sure, and that is oh, that is specifically clear. the color. Yeah, that's clear. Pretty translucent. Translucent. Almost looks like a seltzer. It hey. does. Like, I, I think uh, last episode I said I could see Ricardo. Through my beer, I can I can totally see Dakota through my beer. Who do you prefer, Dakota or Ricardo? <laughs> Don't pick. I'm not going to pick favorites. Very good. <clears throat> Producers good are like your children. You don't have a favorite. But you do. You just don't tell them. Um, <laughs> so you could definitely, yeah, definitely see through this. It's got like a very, it's like apple juice, but uh, like half apple juice, half half water. If you're filling up a, a standard glass. What about I'd lime say. juice? Uh, um, l- lime yeah. juice is actually less transparent than yeah. this, I would say, because yeah. you yeah. got you know like the all all the sediment from the lime. Yeah, right? I'll just say no. Can confirm. Pulp. 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 I can see producer Dakota right now. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, condensation or condensation. There's well, there's not a lot of condensation. <laughs> there's zero condensation here. That is correct. Uh, but uh, the the, uh, the bubbles on this, there's, the carbonation, there's not, carbonation. Yes. There's, there's not a whole lot of carbonation on it. So that's right. In yeah, in the first beer, we didn't talk about the head at all. This one, I have a, a very small head, and and it's fading quite quickly. Same. Mine's more faded than yours. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's basically all we could tell. Now, what about on the nose? What do you guys got on the nose? You kind of get a sense of that real lime versus that lime adjunct, adjunct, if you will, uh, personally. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting kind of, um, sorry, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm getting uh, like the mal- maltiness, um, even some like kind of yeastiness coming, yeah. coming off the nose. I'm, I'm getting like a light cereal. Yeah, Maybe that, some, that makes uh, sense. Maybe some flaked corn. Uh, yeah, that oh. I mean, flake corn would make sense as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is I was thinking is almost like a like a corn flake, which makes sense. Um, corn flake, flake corn. We'll see yep, what that lines s- up. See what that kind of looks like. And uh, for for the listeners, the reason Brett says that is because in the ingredients it does list flaked. I corn. might have cheated yeah. a little bit, yes. yes. And you just had to like go and you know 
ruin it for me. <laughs> so let's uh, let's taste it and see if we can get anything out of it. I mean, we are looking for a lager. We are looking for some light, and we do have some comparables yes. as as We we have had a few more light lagers compared to bourbon aged sour. <laughs> yes, I meant I meant specifically with a, a limelight lager as yes. well. Yes, so they they do exist in the market. Um, all right, guys, let's see what you, uh, let's see do it. And just a nice reminder: those beers all natural. FYI. All right, Tyler, what are you going to taste? Um, yeah, it, it is, it, it is lime heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to get kind of that corn flakiness on the back end. Um, I think kind of combined, um, I don't, I don't know if it, 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 it tastes kind of soapy, if you will. Um, mm. like a, like a lime flavored soapish kind of like flavor profile, but, um, it's not, it's not. It's not awful, but it it does remind me of uh, like of a shampoo, um, like the smell of a shampoo I've had. Right. Uh, you know how the smell of something can, is almost like the taste of something else. Yep. That's kind of what I'm getting as it's so a what very you're citrusy is you've kind had of a shampoo. shampoo that you've also tasted at the same time. <laughs> no, I, I don't see. So you don't understand. Well, I don't so, have any shampoos that I taste. Yes. No. You don't when, when you taste something and you say that tastes like what smell what of. X smells like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to intellectuals uh, with Brett Pfeiffer. <laughs> well, I, I definitely. I might have. Oh, man. I might have fizzled out there a little bit in yeah. terms of a. Point, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just I, heard uh, shampoo and then you taste shampoo and all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But okay. No. All okay. right, Chris. What do you got? <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Uh, I, I get a lot of the lime on the back end, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm getting and, that now. But but it is it does come through as a very natural lime flavor. Um, I'm also, you know, you mentioned Brett that there wasn't, or maybe it was you, Tyler, mentioned not a lot of carbonation uh-huh. uh, when we looked at it, and I'm like I'm wishing there was more carbonation in this beer as I drink it. Right. I think for me, you can definitely tell the difference between them using like a pure uh, key lime concentrate versus like an adjunct that a macro brewery, for example, would uh, would put in, right? You yeah. can tell that the naturalness versus just, you know, yeah, you, artificial. You can almost taste that freshness of it. Exactly. Yeah, and, it and I, fresh. I appreciate that. I love limes. Uh, I love limes and lemons, like those sour citrus fruits. So yeah. um, I, I definitely appreciate the natural flavors and I, I am getting it. So for sure that that's awesome. Yeah, and I also and, th- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, please. I was just going to say, I think this is probably a, a good one to have after the last beer we just had. I think oh, it's yeah. nice. Very like, cleansing. Very like fresh. Been, I think maybe it would have been different if we would have had the, the bourbon now and would have had this one first. Right. Yeah. You know what, Brett? I appreciate, you know, you, you put together the order of the beers we're having. I appreciate the order that you put together. You're, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm glad I could do that for you. Yeah, f- for my episode. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had no say. You just did the last part. Uh, yeah, we had. That's all I did. Uh, with this beer, is it is a very summertime beer. So I think if you're sitting outside and it is uh, 20, 25 degrees, you're at the side of a pool, this is going to be a, a nice, a nice oh, beer. Yeah. Again, just to kind of – you don't have to just – it, it is potentially crushable. Um, it's more crushable than the 8.7 bourbon. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you can have this out back, uh, even if you're just doing some, like, I don't know, gardening, right? You know what? This this is it. the beer where you pour it, and then you're drinking it, and then you look down, and it's almost gone, and you're like, what? I feel like I took, like, three sips. Yeah. It's yeah. like, sure. oh, for sure. Time to grab another. Yeah. Brett, do you want to do the top five flavor uh, profiles? I think this is probably uh, up your alley. Yeah, yeah, I will. Thanks. <laughs> Number one, light. 
That was yes. it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that yeah. was it. Uh, but producer Dakota has come in with a few other ones. Oh, um, thanks, Dakota. Uh, yes, lime. Yes, yes. does make sense. Yeah. The next one is lager. No, I'm kidding. Just kind of just on the, the label. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, clean. Yeah, yeah. This beer clean for you. Yeah, yeah it's clean. Okay. Totally. Clean. Uh, Cleanse my palate. Yeah. Producer Dakota almost getting a fizzy flavor. Hmm. Do we okay. agree with that? I don't know what fizzy is. Yeah, I think it goes back to the carbonation. Yeah. It's, it's it's like a tight bubble formation, if you will. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I'm not. Like, you know, what, sometimes when you drink a lager and that carbonation comes off as crisp, I'm not getting that crispness. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What about crushable? That's another one that that producer Dakota came up with. Yeah, I mentioned that. Like, yeah. I, I think this kind of goes back to the two and a half sips and you're, you're kind of done, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, reverse Uno card. There you, there you go. So uh, let's uh, see what everybody on the top thinks. So Brett, you give us the first one. Chris, uh, you get the number two there, bud. Yes. All right. So the first one is uh, you know producer Dakota. Oof, yeah, he is messing right around. Yep. Uh, but the first one is from Ryan P. And his handle is Pierce forty four. On February twenty second, said Nah, too light. No, oh, I need on. something with taste. It's a light. Two point two five out of five. I'm sorry, Ryan, but uh, you are <coughs> wrong in terms of that. Yes, it is light, but it definitely has more taste than what you think it is. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Sure. So the next one comes from Edward C. Uh, his handle is Google Spain A-N uh, zero. Google Paisan, I believe. Okay. All right. Uh, on April 5th, said all he said was surprisingly good. Uh, gave it a 3.5 out of Which 5, though. Surprisingly so. surprisingly average. Surprising, yeah. yeah. It's surprising rating. Yeah. There you go. Chris, get started Surprise there. us with your rating. Well, I'm not going to probably surprise you too much with this rating. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.25 out of 5. I am also going to give it a 3.25 out of 5. All right. I'm going to come in a little bit under that. I'm going to come in with a 2.75. And producer Dakota is going to give it a 2.0. So, Chris, we got the math there. Yeah, so that's giving us an overall rating of 2.8125, which we are going to round down to a 2.75. Okay. And that concludes the review of Brock Street Brewing and the beers that they provided for today's episode. All right. And coming up next on deck is a little bit of this and a little bit of that. This sad is on deck. All right, and we're back. So Brock Street actually provided us with some polarizing types of beers. We saw barrel-aged, and we saw light lager. So, you know, we're going to kind of follow that general differences aspect to the thematic conversation of the episode here. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep it, you know, fun, a bit light. Lager. uh, (laughs) And barrel age up uh, some this or that style of questions so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go f- um kind of through these maybe somewhat rapid fire we'll see how we kind of go yeah we got a little bit of time here so let's uh maybe enjoy this section a little bit let's enjoy it so i'll be the question master i'll ask it uh, around the table um who wants to pick up uh, producer dakota's maybe we do it in sections yep. maybe somebody take the first theme somebody take the second and somebody take i'll the third. take number one I'll take two. I'll go three. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. All right, so I'll start it up, and then I'll just work to my right, and we'll work around uh, the table. How about that? Sounds good. All right, so the first topic we're going to go, we're going to keep it kind of in theme sections. The theme is going to be beer. Oh, beer that's is a good the theme. theme. Thank you. I thought it was a nice one to kind of roll into, um, much like an oak barrel. Uh, 
Number one, this or that, light or dark, Brett? Light or dark? Oh, I think per, me and Purdue Dakota are agreeing here. Light. Okay. Chris? You know, I'm going to be that guy for almost all these questions and say, <laughs> it depends. Just devil's advocate? No, no. <laughs> no. It's this or that. No, no. It's you have this or that. to pick one. Yeah. I'm going to go dark. All right. There we go. Um, for myself, I'm going to go light. I'm sure that's not a shocker to most. Um, number two, patio or fire? Hmm. Right. Uh, this is kind of where me and producer Dakota are disagreeing. Uh, producer Dakota is like, fire. And I'm more like, patio. <laughs> <laughs> All yep. right. Uh, Chris, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to stick with you, Brett. I'm going to say patio. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with fire, baby. I like to dance in the fire. Um, that you do. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I think everybody's actually. Fire's fine. Um, all right. Uh, number three on the list, group hangout or couple hangout. Now, I just want some clarification Whoa. here. When you say couple hangout, that's like you and your significant other only, right? Yeah. Or with another couple? No, you and your significant other. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's go that way. Brett. Uh, you're trying to screw us over, aren't you? Brett. <laughs> <laughs> this is where producer Coda's like, ah, couple, like hands up. Like, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with that too. Couple hangout. I, I literally just spent a whole weekend in the States going to many targets. All right. And are you, is not exciting, by the way. Are so. you saying you enjoyed that more than you're going to enjoy the bachelor party? Uh, no. I mean, for oh! every, <laughs> so for every target, I got a brewery, and I know, uh, I know that when we, you know, bachelor partied up, uh, that uh, well, there's going to be a lot more breweries. So yeah. first of all, you just said for every target you got a brewery. Was it not the opposite way? For every brewery, she got a target. No. Oh, no, 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 okay. No. All so right. I went to five targets. I went to five breweries slash beer bars. I'm going to go with a couple hangout also. There you go. All right. Well, I am going to go with the group hangout. I knew you would. <laughs> I enjoy the group hangout. The more the merrier for you. When it comes to beer, um, we go back to some previous conversations that we have. My significant other can't have beer. So uh, mm. it's a beer kind of hangout. So it's it's what you're having. And I would rather that be enjoyed with individuals that can also have the product. Fair enough. Um, number four, Belgium or Germany? Which would you rather go to to have beer? Right. Uh, I'll go with Germany. And British Dakota agrees with me. Uh, they do have the world's largest beer festival in Munich. So that would be one thing I would probably go to. I think I have to go Germany also. Yeah, and I will make that a clean sweep in Germany as well. Um, okay, here's a here's a bit of a conundrum, maybe. Um, free bad beer or expensive good beer? Yeah, I'm going to go with expensive good beer. Same with Purdue Dakota. Yeah, all, all day I'm going expensive good beer. Nice. Clean sweep again. Not as difficult as I thought that might be. <laughs> all right, the next topic is going to be freestyle. So we now switch that into your hands to get Dakota there, Chris. Um, freestyle. Passenger or driver? Uh, so I hate being the passenger. I will drive wherever, whenever, however, uh, just because I like to be in control. What can uh, I say? Are you, so you're driving to the bachelor party because we leave uh, today? Uh, well, no. <laughs> not. <laughs> but I'm going to probably say, hey, if you ever need somebody to take over for you, let me do it. Nice. See, this is this is one I hate because it's always it depends. This um, or that. But <laughs> I I'm gonna go with driver and Dakota is going with passenger. Yeah, I'm gonna go with driver. Uh, reality shows or documentaries, Brett? 
This is actually a really tough one. I know. I... <laughs> this is actually this is probably the toughest question in terms of the list of questions. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. What are good reality shows? Okay. I'm going to be honest. This is probably the easiest. <laughs> um, I'm going documentaries, and so is producer Dakota. Yeah, I'm jumping on that ship, too. That's right. Um, all right. French fries or onion rings? This is the easiest question for me. Uh, French fries, 100%. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm going to... I love a good onion ring. <sighs> See, the thing... I hate, no, I hate this or that. No, no. This, <laughs> this is a little background to my answer. Okay. I hate onions, but I love onion rings. It's wow. actually really weird. That's complex. Yeah. Um, it's like so, somebody I know that hates tomatoes but loves ketchup. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like so, so Dakota's going with French fries also. I love a good onion ring. And I, I enjoy onions anyways, but yeah. onion rings are bomb diggity. Uh, introvert or extrovert? Um, kind of bit of both, but I'm going to go with extrovert. Uh, I am an introvert, and uh, so is Dakota. I am an introvert as well, which might surprise some people, but I find myself... You're an extrovert, introverted person. I'm an introvert who has extroverted tendencies to to (laughs) chameleon and adapt. Um, Speed or accuracy, Brett? Uh, Well, depending on how many walks I have per night when I pitch, uh, accuracy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going with accuracy as well, Uh, and so is Dakota. Speed. If you ain't first, you're last. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> there it is. All right. Maybe uh, we'll switch this over to tough questions here. So these might be a little tough, um, a little bit philosophical, and maybe that's because of my minor in that. So, um, Brett, see the future or change the past? See the future because you can't change the past. Well, I'm giving what, you the option. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I literally just said. Yeah. Yeah. My answer is see the future because you can't change the past. I want to be able to... Chris, what do you got? You don't get it, do you? Chris, what do you got? No. Um, Honestly, I would go with neither, but um, (laughs) I'm going to go with see the future. Okay. Uh, Producer Dakota is going with change the past. I, myself, would change the past as well. Um, Pause time or rewind uh, time, Brett? And uh, you can't pause the time to get to the rewind the time, you know? No, that's what I understand for oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. And number one, I don't understand why nobody else got it. But anyway, uh, for this one, I'm going to say pause time. Okay. Uh, do we get to choose when we pause time? No. Just, just well, just in general. What would you rather have if you Like could, if you could just at any point say, yeah. I want to pause I'm time? I'm either pausing it or I'm rewinding it. I would pause time. All right. Uh, Producer Dakota, a little bit strange on this one, uh, based on the previous answer, said pause time. So he changed the past, but he would pause time, but not have the ability to rewind time. So I, I, a little bit, a little bit into backwards on that. Um, myself, I would rewind time, sticking true to what I said previously. Um, number three, this is the biggest, toughest question that you might get in this whole list. Brett, are you a toilet paper roll over or under? Uh, over. So I, I have a, fun, <laughs> I, I have a funny background on this. Yeah. I remember in my grade 12 uh, data management class, there was a question about how they surveyed X amount of people about whether they, this exact question. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to people, who cares? Like, it's just toilet paper. Like, what does it matter? And then once I really thought about it and like started <laughs> noticing, I was like, toilet paper needs to go over. So I am over. <laughs> Yeah, um, and producer Dakota says over as well, and I'm over as well. 
Um, <laughs> Clean sweep. I, when I actually look at like real estate listings, if I see somebody that's got it under, I just automatically think that they've made decisions that are not in favor of the house. And that's a good call. Yeah, I'm like, uh, that yeah. is, that's too bad. Like, I don't want my toilet paper running down the side of something that is collecting fecal matter. Um, <laughs> over the top, keep it clean. Come on, folks. That's how you know Tyler looks at realtor.ca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Toilet paper's out. That's hilarious. That's it. All right. Anybody got any other tough questions? Are we good? I think that's, I, I'm all toughed out. Yeah, same here. All right. We will be right back with our farewell. All right. And that's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite resident on Brock Street. So from <laughs> all of us and producer Dakota, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. <laughs>